This holiday, treat the whole family to Hannah Anderson's best pajamas ever. Unbelievably soft organic cotton pajamas your whole family will want to wear all season long. <laughs> Dozens of one-of-a-kind iconic prints guaranteed to find one you and your family will love. Turn everyday moments into holiday memories with the original family pajamas. Hannah Anderson, best pajamas ever. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. At Golden Harvest, our best skill is knowing how to listen. From our Gold Series soybean and game-changing corn portfolios to our expert insights housed in the Illuminate digital agronomy platform, everything we offer is an answer to what we've heard from you. This is how we listen. Copyright 2021 Syngenta. The trademarks or service marks used herein are the property of a Syngenta Group company. All other trademarks are the property of their respective owners. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in. It is 7.30 on the dot, and we are Tuesday, Tuesday morning, which means it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, on these morning shows, Scott Kennedy. Scott, how are things on the East Coast? Good. It's game week. So, you know, I, I, I can't say I'm particularly looking forward to a 9 p.m. Eastern kickoff on Saturday when I've got a 4.30 wake-up call Sunday morning. So I might miss you on the uh, on the the aftermath or the, the gut reaction show and catch that one in the morning. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, officially game week. Excited for that. Excited to – honestly – this might be, I'm not excited for it all, but I think that you might even get more information from the uh, combined practice that is on the horizon as well from the Cowboys. But uh, either way, we are ramping up in terms of the quality of football being played and the quality of information that's coming out. So really excited to get into that. And uh, speaking of quality, before we even get even any further, guys, uh, taking control of your male grooming is important. If you're experiencing an overgrown yard, Manscapes products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new trimmed, property it's a fact that you will have the best kept area in the cul-de-sac save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code mhh for 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just in need of a safe trim manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game the grooming package is what i, I highly recommend in the performance package 4.0 Inside the package is a lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is a bush's worst nightmare. This trimmer is designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to the ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology. And uh, I always, like I mentioned, I like the uh, crop mop is probably a smaller product of theirs, but I enjoy it. I just did a massive, <laughs> difficult uh, hike this last weekend, 17 miles, 5,000 feet of elevation gain. About 12 of those miles were sun exposed. And we we're going to go get food afterwards. Not the way I was. I uh, went into the bathroom real quick, crop mopped a little bit, uh, cleaned myself up, feeling better, not smelling so uh, nasty. Still probably needed a shower, but uh, the crop mop uh, helped me out there after that trip. Yeah, so manscaped.com, 20% off with the code MHH. Help support the people that help support us. Uh, we love you for it, Broncos country, and uh, you're you're obviously a big help, and they help they help keep the lights on too. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Speaking of thanks, we got some guys coming in here. We got WTH, First No Fears, either with First No Fear or what the hell, First No Fear. I don't know. Uh, good morning, Nick and Scott and all of Broncos country. Uh, agree or disagree, too, is the new norm in today's modern NFL. He's talking about linebackers here. Um, and it's here to stay. Bye-bye, big plays. Your time is over. Uh, the next phase of the defense evolution is here, and teams will rush three and drop eight. Uh, what do you think about this rush three, drop eight um, that uh, with First No Fear is talking about? I think if you do that against a good quarterback, you're dead meat. 
So there's times to do it, and I don't think there is any one right answer. You will mix coverage. You will see them drop eight. You will see them rush three. You will see them rush six. Uh, if you stick to one scheme, you're going to get killed. Yeah. Uh, good offenses and good players will uh, will definitely adjust. And as a base, you want to rush three and drop eight, I'm going to run it right down your freaking throat. So, yeah. uh, again, there you've got to be multiple on, on defense because the, the offenses are just too good. Yeah. And our guy, Ethan, uh, hope you're doing well, Ethan. I got a topic for you today. That's for sure. Um, we missed you last week and hope you're doing well. Uh, good afternoon, Jets and Broncos country. If I'm Peyton, I'm calling the bears today about Roquan Smith. He has requested a trade and this kind of leans into our topic today. I was going to go with something else, but then I saw the Roquan Smith news. Uh, have you seen this yet, Scott? Yeah, uh, just, I, haven't, but I think all former bears, he's still a current bear, all former bears yes. that get cut end up in Atlanta. So he, uh, he won't be I, cut. <laughs> I know I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, I don't know. I, I would say 10 or 11 of the last 12 Falcon signings have Chicago bears ties. It's kind of, it's, it's a little laughable at this point. Yeah. Maybe not a team you are wanting to emulate uh, right now <laughs> either, but um, Roquan exactly. Smith, you, you can't find former Patriots, you know, no. <laughs> Steelers. Yep. Uh, Roquan Smith, one of the top probably eight linebackers in football, uh, a little bit small, um, but very instinctive, uh, good coverage player. Um, somebody that the Broncos were definitely interested in, in the gosh, was that the Bradley Chubb draft as well? Did he go on that one? I think he did. Um, so, uh, I guess the first thought is Scott, um, thoughts on Roquan Smith. We haven't watched much bears and, uh, thoughts on the trade compensation. Good player. Um, trade compensation. What are you talking? At least a second. I probably, think probably a some, two in like a conditional pick or something yeah. like that. But Roquan has a special place in recruiting history because he was one of those guys who he went off the grid. Uh, he made his commitment and then disappeared. People are trying to get him. I'm like the coach that you committed to, he just left and people can't find him. It was, uh, it was actually kind of, kind of funny. I think he was going to, he may have been the guy that was going to UCLA possibly and uh the linebacker coach ended up in atlanta but nobody could find roquan like his uh his grandfather or someone i'm mixing up the names here as far as who it was but like took him out into the like backwoods because he was tired of him getting bothered and no one could find him so uh all those good things going around this type of players but turned out to be a heck of a player and has been a heck of a pro so probably a second rounder and um you know again how there's a lot of noise from the outside, but I watch what they do, not what they say. Have you seen a single action that makes you think that George Payton is overly concerned about the linebacker position? Uh, actually, yes, a little bit, um, because they were one of two teams that were finalists for Anthony Barr, who ended up going to the Cowboys, and they brought in uh, Joe Schobert, a uh, former Wisconsin Badger, played for the Browns, played for the Jags, played for the Steelers, uh, in for a workout. So I think there's at least... A little bit of uh, like injury said, overly, there. O- yeah. overly concerned, you know, as far as yeah. trying to get somebody that isn't just a depth guy and is a pure inside linebacker, as opposed to Anthony Barr, who's, who's a bit different. And if, and if a guy like yeah. Anthony Barr is available, you're definitely kicking the tires. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you feel good about it or not. You know, he's six, five, 260 pounds of, you know, good football player. You definitely kick yeah. the tires on somebody like him, even if it's, you know, at one of your stronger positions, you bring in a player like him, but I just, I haven't seen anything that makes me think. And to, to your point now, you know, I'll go ahead and contradict myself. You would kick the tires on a player like Roquan Smith if he became available too, but I haven't yeah. seen anything that makes me think like, 
and if it is the weakest position, a weak link, it's not all that weak. It's still a pretty good, you're still in pretty good shape at, at the linebacker, at the inside linebacker position. Yeah. And we'll get into that here. Bill Barnwell released a piece on ESPN with all the contenders weakest positions. And I maybe take a little <laughs> Ethan's in here. So I don't want to irritate him. No, but Ethan and I had a little fun back and forth yesterday, but uh, I would take a slightly different approach on that. Um, but uh, we'll get into it. We got Shiloh coming in with a $2 super over on YouTube. Thank you so much. Uh, helping us get some coffee this morning saying good morning, MHH trying to catch more live shows. Well, we appreciate that. And, uh, if you have any questions or anything, you know, contribute to the chat uh, that way as well. Um, but we appreciate you. Also got the guy Mark Schrader coming in. Mark, appreciate you gassing me up on the uh, the hiking photos from this weekend. It was a it was a beautiful trip, man. Um, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Good to see you, Mark and Peter Middleton out there in Cambodia saying help uh, help Broncos for breakfast. Um, He'll help us out. Uh, so no, he meant to say hello, Broncos for breakfast. Help us. No, um, yeah, we're gonna help you. We'll, we'll help you try and get through your day. Uh, yeah. since you're, uh, you're, you're clo- closing your day. It's the evening where you are, I believe. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. It's, it's starting to turn into like 20 hour days for me. And I'm like, wait, is it not long ago? Everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughter's bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner morning is it night where are you what time zone what year is it <laughs> um, we got ej coming in good morning nick and scott in broncos country happy tuesday uh cc's in the house too morning all hope you all doing great um and also we got ej coming in saying that's why i felt the broncos should have drafted nicobe dean instead of greg dulcich but i'm not the gm so oh well uh i think nicobe dean had some medical stuff uh that dropped him a good bit and once he hears something like that it's like uh always always a little bit concerning um but uh it sounds like he is doing well in their camp so far, but we'll see how it plays out. I mean, you you should be happy that you have Dulcich now that you lost uh, Tim Patrick as well. I mean, we're going to need those weapons. Do, do they have Dulcich though either? Yeah. Uh, he's you know, he's coming along. I mean, he's coming along. I mean, he hasn't been able to play yet. And if he's going to miss an entire preseason for a third round, fourth round rookie, I don't know that you're going to expect to see too much of him this year. I think he's been starting to get into practice uh, these last couple of weeks um, or these last few sessions. So I would expect to see him maybe get some run in this week one uh, preseason game even. But he's he's definitely behind. But it's not like Baron Browning where it's, you know, week seven until we see him. So um, 
I think he's coming along, but Albert Okoye, I'm also uh, a little bit uh, hyped up from Albert Breer here recently. You got some, you have some options, at the tight end position. I would say the tight end position. I'm more no names than the linebacker spot mm-hmm. on the Broncos, but uh, you have wide receivers and running backs too. So should be okay. Uh, Bama X coming in. Good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you. Bama X, Kevin Gray. Good morning, Broncos country. Nick and Scott. My coffee is perfect this morning. Still wondering about that offensive line. Let's ride. Nah, us, us too. And did you see uh, practice yesterday early on? I think like the first two or three um, rounds out there with the offense versus defense, the defense had like four sacks. And I think three of them came against Calvin Anderson there at the right tackle position. So, uh oh, I think Malik Reed uh, bull rushed him on one of them, too, which if Malik Reed is beating you with power, you are your pad levels uh, an issue on that one. I didn't I didn't see the rep, so I can't speak uh, totally. Maybe he just got beat on one, but that's uh, red flags um, for the right tackle position this year. Yeah, we went into the, uh, I think, uh, let's see, someone had just said something or were concerned about the line. Maybe that was the one that you had shown. Yeah, it was uh, um, Kevin Gray. Yeah, so it was a little farther up. But yeah, we went into the season thinking, you know, right tackle was a question mark. And we haven't gotten the answers that we want. If it's, if anything, it's even a bigger question mark. And yep. I don't know, he didn't say, you know, going through his article, he didn't say offensive tackle, so to speak. He'd say just basically units. Um, but you know, my biggest concern for this team is an inside linebacker. It's right tackle. Yep. Yep. That's, uh, we'll get into that a little bit more, but, um, I, I agree with you as well. There's another position here that I'm more concerned about than linebacker, but, uh, got to say hello to some folks still here saying Jeremy, Sean, good morning. Can you believe we're actually playing football this week? No, I can't. I'm really excited about that. Um, should be great. We got Dave Glassman with the hearts Facebook user saying football is close. Football's here. We're just having a good time with it right now. Um, Glenn Harrell saying Roquan Smith wants out of Chicago. I'd love to see George Payton uh, try to bring him in. Um, the thing about Roquan Smith is that the Broncos are not really in a position to give up draft capital to go get him. You only have four picks right now. Only one of the picks is going to be in the top 100. And you'd probably have to start trading away 2023 picks. And with the way this Broncos roster is set up right now, uh, Russell Wilson going to need a new contract here pretty soon. You're going to have to make some decisions with uh, the likes of Bradley Chubb and Draymond Jones, who are going to get big contracts uh, likely. Um, I'll see how this year plays out, but uh, I, you need those young cost controlled players to kind of, you know, keep the cap space healthy. So you're talking away, not only um, trading away draft capital, but bringing in a guy who's, pretty highly paid uh, to do that. It just with the Broncos making a Russell Wilson trade, which the right move every time quarterback is a billion times more valuable than the linebacker spot. uh, You just probably don't have the wiggle room to do that right now. Now I I know I going to be perfectly honest with you. I can't say I watched a ton of the Chicago bears last year. Um, You know, when we say take pro football focus grades with a grain of salt, uh, but you know, just looking him up real quick, he had a very poor year last year. Yeah. Uh, according to pro football focus, I mean, he's ranked in the sixties, yeah. uh, at, at inside linebacker with a great overall grade of 47.8 with a run defense grade of 30.0, uh, coverage was good at 69.2. So nice. You know, are you good in coverage or does he become kind of one dimensional? Do I need two players to, to get one where, you know, he's coming in as a, as a, a nickel backer while, you know, Jonas goes out or uh, Jonas or, or Josie Jewell go out, you know, and is that worth a second or third round pick? Probably not. So 
again, I would, I, I'm not, I, we've got some, some bears contacts we could find out, you know, there was a lot of discussion last year about a lot of the players, including Justin Fields and that, that the Chicago bears were just a dumpster fire last year. Um, not to look too hard into any individual player because the coaching situation was such a mess. Sound familiar. Um, but again, he didn't have a good year last year. That's for sure. Yeah. And that's one thing about the linebacker position is that it's a very much a sum of the parts around it, you know, like, mm-hmm. especially in today's NFL, you can hide linebackers pretty well. Uh, we've seen it with the Broncos for a number of years now. Um, sometimes, you know, really good quarterbacks and offensive coordinators can pick on that, but you'd rather have them pick on a linebacker rather than a cornerback because you're giving up what five to 10 yard plays versus 80 yard touchdowns. If a cornerback's getting beat. So unless it's a run issue and it, you're yeah, getting, then you're getting five, paper six yards on first down. And then you're always looking at second and four and third and yeah. two. Yep. Then, it, then it becomes a problem for your defensive secondary yes. because yeah. you know, you're, you're being left out on islands out there. So, you know, again, the linebackers don't matter. You know, they do. I know it's an exaggeration. I know, yeah. but Hyperbole. they do, especially <laughs> yeah. in, in, you know, if they're picking on you right up the gut of your defense, you got problems. Yeah. And I, I definitely meant in the past game specifically, yeah. but uh, you're right. Um, Browns game and Eagles games last year uh, should be a reminder to the Broncos that uh, <laughs> linebackers do matter. If you're playing a uh, practice squad caliber players, uh, Gary leads Palmer coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Love you. Oh, Gary. So nice. Uh, that's a way to start off my Tuesday. I don't need coffee anymore. I'm buzzing. Uh, go Broncos and let's ride. We love you too, Gary. Thank you so much. Um, oh, sorry, Scott. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I want to hit Glenn, uh, Glenn here coming in, um, relatively newer name for us. Yeah. Uh, coming with the stars. Thank you, Glenn. Love the picture. I can see what that one is nice and clearly, even with these peepers of mine getting worse and worse. So, um, Interesting coming in from <clears throat> from Ethan saying Chubb for Roquan and a couple of picks. No, I didn't know. You know, I think they're pretty happy with where Bradley Chubb is. And again, if you can get Bradley Chubb to become who Bradley Chubb should be, you'd rather have the edge than an inside linebacker and in a you know in a third and fourth rounder to go in with it. Um, not even not even saying you could get that because you know if if Chubb was offered if this season were to turn south like last year and you were to move Chubb towards the end of the year, could you get a third and fourth for him alone? You know, uh, it, would depend on his on his play. it would depend on how he's playing or whatnot. Depend on, yeah. Depending on how he's playing. Yeah. Um, but maybe, I mean, he still has, he'd probably have to pass a physical and everything like that. But uh, I think you probably have more value um, bringing in uh, Chubb uh, keeping Chubb than bringing in Roquan uh, right now for this team. Uh, EJ uh, pro, pro football focus ranked Michael Ojemudia ahead of, of Sertan last year, which was laughable. And that's one of the reasons why he didn't get Sertan didn't get enough love last year until people go back and start looking. Cause like me, we'll take a look at the PFF rankings as a reference and be like, huh? Um, you know, and I, I'm not, if the Broncos were to become more interested and if this has become a thing, I would check more deeply into Roquan Smith. Okay. What was the season really like? Yeah. Um, but on the surface, we'll just take a look at PFF and use it as kind of a guide. And the guide, not the Bible says he didn't have a really good year last year. Wrong. Um, but again, that's just a piece of information. EJ, I agree with you 100%. And, and we, we try and qualify all of those statements uh, about PFF with, Again, not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It is PFF. They are not the law, yep. but it is a guide, and the guide was not so good on him. But again, there's. I did some work with some Chicago Bears guys earlier, and they they just they were so down on that staff last year that it might take more than a year to dig out from under that mess. In fact, it's it's going to. R.I.P. Justin Fields. The other thing here I want to reference uh, to EJ. The grades on PFF are subjective uh, because it's, you know, one or two people doing the grades where like a lot of the count, like the actual statistics, mm-hmm. not the the quantitative data, not the qualitative data, um, I would say is better. And God, at some point, man, we need public uh, access to this GPS data these teams have because mm-hmm. I would be really interested to see that. Um, one more thing here about this comment. Uh, Michael Ojemudi only played one game last year and he had a damn good game. So um, the sample size here is one reason that uh, Ojemudi is ranked higher. It's not because he is better. It's because he's grading off that KC game week 17. And uh, he flashed a lot in that game. He had a great game. Um, so obviously <laughs> PS2 is better. Uh, and that hurts me to say, cause go Hawks, but uh, no, duh. Uh, Ashton coming in. Good morning, guys. Good to see you, Ashton. Um, we also got to Jeremy saying if jo- Josie and Jonas are healthy, we should be okay. Yeah, we'll see. I think it's more about the depth is uh, is an issue there, but uh, hopefully it won't be too big of an issue. Greg Smith, good morning. Broncos for breakfast. Always loves that he gives us the egg frying pan and the croissant. Makes me hungry. It's much better than my... Uh, <laughs> we, we're not sponsored by Built Bar or anything, but I have like a Quest Bar every morning, so I guess I can say that. Keith Cummings, just can't see the Broncos having the picks to acquire Roquan Smith. That's the bottom line. I mean, at what point do you think... Like, let's say the... Bears come to you. Would you give up a 2022 second and a six round pick this year, Scott? Was is that too much? Or you would you rather keep that? Excuse me, 2023 second. You don't mm-hmm. have 2022. I know what you meant. Um, <clears throat> do 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 the Broncos even have a second next year? In 2023, yeah. Okay, I wasn't even sure. Um, no, I wouldn't. I'd hold on to those. And <clears throat> you know, right now you're looking to bolster as opposed to, you know, we talked about depth, and every team has there's the Broncos have good depth, but there's certain spots where you might need that second to get a starter. You're okay. Right now you're trying to maybe strengthen a position, but you're one more injury away from wide receiver from needing to make a move. I'd hold on to that stuff for that. That would, I'd leave that in my rainy day fund and I don't consider linebacker a rainy day. 
Yeah. Not in today's NFL. Um, obviously would rather have all pro players than average players and they'd rather have average than bad, but uh, I don't think it's going to make or break your defense. It's more important to not play trash players uh, out there. It's kind of like the interior offensive line. You know, if you have three solid guys, but they're not all, you know, Canton bound, uh, your offensive line should be fine. Um, you can, you'd rather have better receivers and offensive tackles and other pieces around them. Uh, but if they're terrible, it can sink the whole unit. I think it's the same thing with the linebacker there. Uh, Travis Weber coming in saying, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country, just getting ready to go to work and wanted to wish you guys a good show and a great day. We'll have to listen after work. New ownership should take place today. Yep. Happy uh, new ownership day. Um, we appreciate you very much for stopping in Travis. Um, Good to see you. Also, Anthony saying, let's ride. FC Donnelly, morning. C Beaston, morning. Good to see you. All these guys in here. And I'll fall in slot saying, oh, heck yeah. Show is just starting at the perfect time. Just got off a phone interview, and I always hate when I can't read body language. Think I did all right. Now time to switch to some fun Broncos talk. Well, good luck to you, Fallen Sloth. I know it's a little bit after the fact there, but, um, you know, it's going to be uh, going to be okay. ZZZ yeah, good also. Good luck, Falling Sloth. Yeah. I think you work in the Cincinnati Zoo. You leave in the Cincinnati Zoo. What's going on, man? Um, was this was the Cincinnati Zoo the one that had Harambe? I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> somebody in the chat definitely knows. Um, I Broncos my YouTube feed again the other day. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I yeah, just, I I don't want to watch this. Yeah, it's a little dark. Um, for sure. I was in. Remember, it's one of those things where you remember where you were when you heard about it because <laughs> it was that weird. Um, but uh, I know Scott, big animal lover here. Yeah, uh, not for me. And, and probably that's one of the reasons why is like, I kind of, I don't remember where I was. I kind of tried to just block that one out. Yeah. I do not blame you. Um, Gabe Engelvold coming in here saying, uh, if Broncos current starting a nickel cornerback, Kawan Williams goes down. Who do you guys see starting at nickel? I'm worried about the corner depth. Honestly. Uh, what do you think about this, Scott? I was trying to look at it, you know, earlier, I'm looking at the depth chart now. Um, you know, where is Ojemudia on here? There he is. He's, you know, Ojemudia can fill in that role. Um, Patrick Sertan can, if you can play outside, you can play inside for the most part. So, you know, the question is, is do you have enough good cornerbacks, period? So I think the Broncos do. You got Darby, Ojemudia, if he comes back 100% is a, a really good option. Sertan, Williams, you got four really good corners right there. You know, where does the saying Bassey fit in? And, and one of the guys are talking about also one of the early draft picks is, is Damari Mathis. So yep. you're, again, we we look at these with, with blinders on sometimes and think, okay, injury here and we're in trouble. Yeah, but you're, you're negotiating from a position of strength. You've got so many more good corners than most other teams in the NFL. Everybody has depth problems. Everybody. That's yeah. a design of trying to get parity in the NFL with a 53 man roster and a salary cap. So you're not alone there, Gabe. Uh, yep. you're, you're not alone worried about, you know, injuries. Everybody's worried about injuries because the, the NFL is engineered to, for players to be able to move around. So one team just can't stack all these guys and pay them what they want to and hoard all the players. Yep. Uh, obviously if you lose any cornerback, you have questions. Um, but as far as the nickel spot, it sounds like a saying Bassey has been just getting beat left and right out there. Um, so I would, if, if he's out on the field, I would be nervous. Um, but it does sound like Damari Mathis has uh, been stepping up there in that corner spot. And also I think um, it sounds like Patrick Sertan has been getting some run in the slot as well. And uh, if you guys have paid attention to me on any of the shows, I've said more than a few times, um, I'd be interested in Patrick, Patrick Sertan this year because Jalen Ramsey, I think played the highest amount of slot snaps available of any cornerback 
in that Rams defense last year with Ejiro Evero being his uh, defensive back coach. So I think you might see more Patrick Sertan in the slot than uh, you're accustomed to. Well, and you're talking about Nick, the, 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 the Barnwell uh, article about, you know, questions about needing two linebackers because, you know, they play uh, Kelsey and, and uh, who else was the other one? That's the Darren other Waller. And Waller, you know, four times, you know, I think you probably also get, uh, get uh, the kid from San Francisco also on the, on, on the schedule Kill. this year. I mean, there's plenty of good tight ends. Patrick Sertan might be your guy. You know, I, I don't want an inside linebacker matching up against those guys. They want an inside linebacker, any inside linebacker matching up against those guys. Yep. So get them an obvious, you know, win first down this year because you didn't last year, win first down this year, get them in, in passing situations, and you can drop Patrick Sertan in the slot and have him cover the, a, a more dangerous weapon in the tight ends. I don't have to worry about him matching up and uh, run defense that way. So, Again, it's all not cyclical, but it's all synergetic. It all connects. Yep. It's all, you know, that's that's how it is about the defense. But there is very good depth, Gabe. I'm, I'm convinced. Now, the depth at the tight end position is Ethan comes in, hot pink, uh, coming in with the fuchsia, 50 pounds. So what do we think about Luke's breaking news that uh, Schaubert is the number one tight end in camp so far? I, what uh, do you think? Saubert. Eric Saubert. Yeah, yeah. Eric Saubert. Um pride of a uh, Drake university there in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, the Bulldogs, um, woof, woof. And, uh, I think that the tight end position is almost needs to, we need to talk about it. Like it being dichotom, uh, dichotomized, like almost like how we're talking about the, the starting slot, uh, nickel cornerback versus the starting boundary cornerback. Yes. You can dabble in a little bit of everything, but you have different guys for different that, uh, stand out in different uh, niches and you have that with the tight end position as well. They even have letters uh, for each of these different tight end spots. You have the F tight end, which I like to think of as flex, um, which is more typically uh, your big slot detached from the line of scrimmage. It's the guys that, you know, see Noah Phantom, the jet sweep motion kind of things. That's your F tight end. You have your Y, which is more your prototypical inline blocker. Um, somebody like a Gronkowski, somebody like a Jason Witten, you know, essentially a six offensive lineman attached to the line. Then you have your F, uh, which is kind of a combination between the F tight end and a fullback. Plays in the backfield, does a lot of that kind of stuff. So um, I think there are multiple battles going on right now, and one of them being the Y tight end battle, which is Eric Saubert versus uh, Eric Tomlinson. Uh, I think Saubert was the lead early, but Tomlinson is such a good blocker that it could go either way on that one, and it might even be you know uh, what they're trying to do with uh, dictating the opposing team's personnel, which one they put out there. And uh, But I'm much more intrigued by the the F tight end position battle, which is Greg Dulcich versus Albert Okoebunam. And if one of those F tight ends can do enough at uh, the H back spot to make Andrew Beck dispensable. Yeah. And Andrew Beck, <clears throat> not Andrew Beck, but if, if, you know, Saubert is getting the majority of the snaps, I, that means the tight end won't get nearly as many targets in my opinion. Yeah. Um, again, if we, if we're in, in a set like that, then you've got your running back, Tight end, three wide receivers. If your three wide receivers end up being Hamler, Judy, and and uh, Sutton, then you're throwing to your backs a lot. I think I think Melvin Gordon and uh, Javante Williams combined for about 80 receptions last year. Then how many targets is the tight end going to get when you've got a tight end hesitant thrower? Okay, well let's put in a big blocker then, a guy that's that's succeeding in in, in blocking. 
because we're not going to target him as much anyway, and we've got plenty of weapons in other places. So it's kind of a wait and see for me, for sure. Um, if that ends up being the case, it means you're more worried about right tackle and you need another blocker in there than, and then you do, then you do a pass catcher. And to that point as well, it's about dictating opposing teams personnel. Uh, if you put Eric Tomlinson out there, who is what, like 270 pounds for a tight end. I mean, just <laughs> a monster, uh, in terms of his size and teams are still playing nickel and dime against you. You run it down their bleeping throats. You punch them in the mouth until they like, okay, we need to put linebackers out there. We need to play cover one or cover three and put more guys in the box because we're getting killed right now by the run game. Now we've opened up the big pass game for Russell Wilson. So it's always uh, your personnel is very much used to try to dictate the opposing team's personnel. That's one thing that Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay have done so well over these last few years. Like we're trying to get other teams uh, taking defensive backs and defensive linemen off the field because we want linebackers because linebackers are weak. So, you know, I'm an old guy and I've talked about the, uh, the good old fashioned eye formation a lot, you know, where mm-hmm. did it go? You know, my, my Cowboys of the early nineties and the 49ers of the, of the eighties, those two dynasties were base eye formations. Well, you know, who won three super bowls with three different quarterbacks running a single back, one tight end, three wide receiver set was the Washington Redskins and Joe Gibbs. So there's still some of that works for me as well. I'm not sure who the tight end was on those teams, but I remember Art Monk. Uh, I remember um, John Riggins, and I remember the quarterbacks and, and having the weapons. So again, we we spent the beginning of the show talking about worrying about offensive line, specifically right tackle. Here, this might be your answer, uh, Ethan. This might this might be your answer. If Saubert's out there, he's there to help block. Yep. For sure. Um, Michael Ronquillo saying today is the new Denver Broncos organization, uh, new ownership group. Uh, welcome Broncos country to a new era. Let's ride and go Broncos. We also got Miguel coming in saying, good morning, fellas. Does Evero value linebacker that much for Smith? Seems like linebacker is the bottom of the totem pole. It does seem like linebacker is the bottom of the totem pole. I don't know if you saw this on the, uh, the Twitter machine the other day, but somebody was like, oh man, this Broncos defense, nobody remembers anybody besides Sertan and Simmons. After that, it's a bunch of nobodies. I can't even name their starting linebacker duo. Then I'm like, can you please, for the love of God, name me the starting linebacker duo of the Super Bowl champion, uh, Los Angeles Rams last year. Name, in fact, name me one of the linebackers that the Rams started last year at the uh, that stack linebacker spot because most people can't, and they were still amazing. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, I don't. I, I I don't get that deep into other teams. You know, yeah. of I can name six linebackers for the Broncos. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm hyper focused right yeah. now. Uh, where again, this was last year was my first year kind of back covering the NFL. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to expanding. It all feels very narrow vision at the beginning and I'll, I'll, I'll catch up. I'll, I'll catch up this year. It'll be, a, it'll be another good year for uh, watching, watching some football draft. Just always get better. That's what I say. That's what I ask. So yeah. I'm planning on plan on getting better this year, trying to catch up with Nick. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you want to catch up, but have, you have a more of a life to have there with the family and whatnot. But Lawrence coming in. What's up, guys? Just got to say hi. I'm in bad reception and can't watch the show. Um, well, we'll see you later on the repeat. That's one of the good things about it. And uh, Gary Leeds Palmer coming in. I love you. Uh, does Hack use the one, two, three designation? I notice he avoids that. Does that mean anything? What does what does Gary mean by this? The one, two, three designation. Is he First, talking second, about third teams? OK, would be I my don't know guess. If he meant. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Um, that'd be a really good question. Uh, I would at Luke on Twitter if you are on Twitter and uh, ask him to ask that question in one of the uh, press conferences. But uh, that is not uh, 
stood out to me yet. Maybe that's a, you mean, <laughs> you can kind of figure things out uh, by watching who's out there and who's not out there based on um, the, the role. But um, I haven't noticed that. That's an interesting question there, Gary. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, I, it, it'll, it'll settle out. Even if they don't, you'll end up guys that are out there first and getting most of the targets and most of the snaps. So, yep. um, it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, kind of like we're not keeping score with the kids are, you know, they're, yeah. we know every, we're not going to keep score. We don't want the kids to feel bad. We don't want to call them a number one. Yeah. Well, we know who number one is. And so do the players. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl, not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, we got Albert Knoppers coming in saying, I still believe we have a good one in Caden Stearns. What do you think? We didn't even talk about him earlier talking about uh, who's your backup uh, nickel player. Maybe it ends up being Caden Stearns, you know, instead of the dime look sometimes. Maybe mm -hmm. you're going with a heavier nickel, and uh, that's Caden Stearns there in the slot. I mean, he kind of has a cornerback body type. You need a good tackler from the slot. Um, he could definitely be in the mix. Yeah, especially if you're going against those tight ends. Yep. You know, you get in a dime package, you drop a, a bigger safety in, in that spot to cover the tight ends. It makes absolute sense. What doesn't make sense is dropping an inside linebacker in a passing situation against a premier tight end. Yep. No, no, yeah. that's been a bad idea since I don't know, Kellen Winslow in the 80s. Yeah. That's always been a bad idea. That's a if they see that matchup, they're going to it all day long. Yep. There's really I mean, the only linebacker that I trust in that situation in the entire NFL, uh, two of them, Levante David. And uh, Fred Warner. Other than that, that good luck. You know, <laughs> if you're getting yeah, a linebacker matched up, you're still going to get beat three out of four times. Yep. You know, yep. that's just the way it is. These guys compete, complete 65, 70% of their passes, probably more than that to the elite tight ends for a reason. Yep. Yep. You just hope you like those guys. Hopefully they're close to, to avoid the yards after catch. You know, it's okay. Make the catch. Now you're big enough to not get dragged or trucked for another 15 yard gain. Yep. 
And that's one of the things that uh, Josie Jewell has actually been pretty good at. Uh, to allow some stuff underneath, not beating him uh, past him, though. Mark Schrader, anything new on Moody's injury? Haven't heard much. Thanks for um, the no- stars, Mark. Big time yeah. stars. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you so much, Mark. Gas money for my future hikes. Um, anything new on Moody's in- injury? I haven't heard anything uh, new other than they're taking it easy with him right now. Um, it's kind of a bummer. I hope he's ready for the preseason game because they could definitely use the reps uh, for that uh, seems like he's becoming the swing guard and it sounds like he needs more reps at left guard if possible uh to catch up there to where he's at at the right guard spot but uh, haven't heard too much on a tiny Mooney's injury yeah they didn't say too they didn't say too much about it after practice yesterday um that doesn't mean that it's not more serious but again um injuries happen you know guys get nicked up a little bit no pun intended nick so, uh, but they, they haven't said anything there, you know, a further evaluation, no words. It didn't sound too bad, but you know, we'll see. We, we will see. Yep. And for the boys at home and the ladies at home, uh, starting linebackers for the Rams last year, Super Bowl defense, Troy reader and Ernest Jones. Still couldn't tell you who they are. Yep. Um, and Miguel saying, dang, Nick, you made, uh, dang Scott, you made Nick blush a little. What'd you make me blush about? I don't even, uh, complimenting you. Oh, man. They're all shy. I am am a little hot hot under the collar there. Um, So let's get into it here. Uh, Bill Barnwell's uh, article listing the uh, contenders, uh, biggest weaknesses entering the season. And first off, the thing that makes me first, the thing that makes me the most concerned about this article is uh, Broncos chances to make the playoffs, according to ESPN's FPI, 55.5%. What do you think? I'll take some of that action. Yeah. If that's betting, Mark, I, I think so as well. I mean, seven teams. I think the biggest thing is that there's so much unknown for the Broncos, which is make, leads to uncertainty. And uh, it also, uh, just because the AFC West, right, that makes it pretty tough as well. But the thing that really stands out here for me is the 55.5 is not very high, considering I think the Broncos have the fourth highest odds to make the Super Bowl from the AFC of uh, anybody according to Vegas. So, and Maybe you're one to one on making the playoffs. Like I said, yeah. I'll take some of that action. Bet 100 to win 100. All yeah. right. One to one odds. Yes, please. I'll take that. I think the other way, unfortunately, is uh, according to Vegas, you should fade. Uh, according to ESPN, what Vegas is putting out there, you should fade the Broncos a little bit. Maybe there's a little bit of uh, excited fans and uh, over betting there on the Broncos side of things. But uh, I digress. Um, he lists Bill Barnwell over on ESPN. This is a. Uh, insider article so uh don't don't go searching for it unless you have that but that's why you're here we're going to help you out um says the broncos achilles heel is the linebacker spot and uh, bill barnwell writes after major offseason additions at quarterback russell wilson and edge rusher randy gregory the broncos addressed by far their biggest weaknesses on either side of the ball one position that is still concerning is general manager uh one position that is clearly still concerning general manager george payton though is the off-ball linebacker spot Uh oh he said off-ball linebacker i know (laughs) <laughs> where they are still shopping for veterans. Denver brought in former Browns and Jags defender Joe Schobert for a visit, and Peyton reportedly attempted to re-sign one of his former uh, Chargers in Anthony Barr. I wonder if I said Chargers. Uh, before the longtime Vikings what linebacker joined... Ball. Okay. Yep. Uh, before the um, longtime Viking linebacker joined the Cowboys, until the Broncos add another player to the mix, they have one starting job locked down with a solid player, Josie Jewell, who missed most of 2021 with a pectoral injury jewel isn't a superstar and he can be picked on a bit in coverage but he's a competent three down linebacker if he's on the field for 17 games the broncos should be happy with one of their starters so that's the first part here second part um the other spot is the one i suspect peyton is trying to improve 
Denver let Alexander Johnson and Kenny Young leave this offseason. Alexander Johnson's still available. Uh, and moved Baron Browning to the edge, leaving a hole in the lineup. Uh, the Broncos signed Alex Singleton, who was forced onto the field out of desperation in Philadelphia. Uh, he's best as a special teams player and a backup linebacker. He'll be competing with Jonas Griffith, who started the final four games of the season. Signing Schobert or Anthony Hitchens would make sense for the Broncos, who will have to face tight ends Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller four times this season. So Bill Barnwell does amazing work um, for ESPN. I want to give him credit there, but a few things I do take a little bit of a disagreement with him. And the first one, you kind of already hinted on it. We both hinted on it a few times. Broncos signing a linebacker to help combat um, the likes of Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. If you're signing a linebacker at this point to try to, to be your plan to stop those guys, you are bleeped. Like, yeah, that's, it's too late. Yeah. It's too late. <laughs> and those guys don't even really exist. So I think this linebacker spot is much more uh, about getting more competency in the room, uh, hedging bets with Jonas Griffith, and making it so you aren't getting destroyed in the run game. Because right now, the Broncos are really lasting some difference makers in terms of the, the mass along the defensive line. Outside of DJ Jones, I don't think the Broncos... Hell, I'll even go this far. Outside of the Joneses, I don't think the Broncos have anything that is above average at the interior defensive line, and that puts more on your linebackers to be competent in the run game. I have, I really like Deshaun Williams. I think he's more of a first guy off the bench, rotational kind of defensive lineman. We like Awuzarike, fourth a fourth round pick rookie. How much are we even going to see him this year? How much can we depend on him? McTelvin Ajin, year three, shit or get off the pot. Excuse me, pardon me, but that's that's where we're at with him. Mike Purcell, 31, 32 years old, has not looked very good since 2019. Expensive, limited. Uh, so outside of the Joneses, Broncos defensive uh, interior defensive line, not good. And that puts more on the linebackers. Yeah, and the other one I have on there, Nick, was you know really downplaying Alex Singleton. You know, yeah. for a guy who, you know, should be a special teams player, blah, blah, blah. He had 140 tackles and eight starts last year. Yep. You know, he's pretty good. Oh, and yeah, by the way, Jonas Griffith had, you know, he started the last four games. Meh. He was good. He was really, really good. good. And yep. two, you can say starters, you know, kind of like we talk about 3-4 base. How often are you in your 3-4 base? You know, it's not like we're not talking about like a starting center or starting center fielder where those guys are, you know, in for the entire game. Um, and when I meant center, I meant basketball, um, you know, who's in the game the entire time. Yeah. Um, we're talking about a rotational player anyway for a man who doesn't necessarily prioritize that position in the defense. So how many inside linebackers do you need in a game? Three? You know, you got you, yeah. you've got them. You've you've got three pretty good ones. So. I don't know. I'm not all that worried about it. I mean, it's almost like he answers his own question again. If you were really worried about inside linebacker, would you have moved Baron Browning? You know, does that say more about Baron Browning or does that say more about, listen, we need, we need more help at edge because this is going to be an edge defendant pressure defense where we want to get to the quarterback, force the ball, force turnovers, get put duress on them and not just sit back and play catch. You know, which is what the, the Broncos did last year. You're going to funnel anything to our, our inside linebackers. They're going to make a tackle, and it's going to be second and six. Then it's going to be third and two. Then it's going to be first and ten. Rinse and freaking repeat. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, part of – this is my understanding from somebody that I talk with in Dove Valley. Um, part of my understanding with Browning uh, being moved to the edge was because they felt so excited about Jonas Griffith yeah. as well. So this is – I don't – Bill Barnwell covering all 32 NFL teams. He couldn't do what we were doing and know what we know about all 32 teams. I mean, it's just 
not possible, especially when you're writing that much rather than just researching. Uh, so I think a lot of it is uh, underselling Jonas Griffith, who sounds like he's been doing well this season. Um, but the other reason I think the Broncos have been bringing in linebackers, I think Singleton has been not very good uh, in camp so far. I know he had 140 tackles or whatever last year, Scott, but I think the pure tackle stat is the most overrated in football. It's just, again, are you on the he, field? Stat? Is he being brought in to start though, or is he a good depth piece? I think you'd like him as a fourth linebacker. Right. And right now yeah. he's the third. So they're looking for somebody to push down. And I think this also speaks to Justin Stranod um, being underwhelming. I know that it was a Ivaro uh, spoke him up a couple practices ago. It sounds like Stranod's a good guy, but on the field, I don't think he is that much of a difference maker or a, a plus player in special teams either. Uh, talking about a plus. guy too. say yes. how to Jacob real quick. The silent yes. one coming in with some stars. <laughs> Appreciate you, Jacob. Can't say it enough. Um, you don't say much, but hopefully you hear us and and saying thank you because it means a lot. So thank you. Thank you uh, for coming in and supporting the show. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jacob Foster. We appreciate you. Um, and yeah, Singleton sounds like a really good, uh, special teams guy that you want out there. He's a player that you'd like to have on your team, but maybe not, not so much getting a lot of snaps on your defense. And again, tackles very much a, if you are on the field and playing the linebacker spot, you were going to make some tackles because there's no stat for, I like it actually pro football focus. They have one that's called run stops, which is mm -hmm. considered, you know, actually stop halting the linebacker, like at your spot or forward versus, you know, turning your hips around from the line of scrimmage and uh, getting a guy eight yards down the field. You still get the tackle that looks good, but it's not a good tackle. I still almost think of this as a, a you know, almost a four, three, you know, where, or a yeah. nickel where there's one linebacker in there Yep, and you've got three then. You know, how often are you going to be with how often are two inside linebackers going to be on the field? I think it's going to be more than you think just because and I come back to it. It's because the defensive line depth is concerning. You don't have guys um, that you feel comfortable playing a 5-1-5 a look. I think it's going to be more so 4-2-6. Um, I know. Insert friends joke here. Seven. Uh, yeah, because um, right now your other four eyes and the Rams played a lot a lot of five, one, five last season, um, four, two, only... six, that's 12 players. I want to pull that one off Four two five. excuse me. Yeah. That's um, a, that's, a, that's a straight nickel. I mean, that's, yep. that's your, that's yeah. your nickel. Yep. Um, so I think you're going to see that far more than your three, four base, obviously, but the Rams played a lot of five, one, five last year. And I just don't think the Broncos have the, the personnel on the defensive line to pull mm -hmm. that off. Cause defense, I mean, if your name's not Aaron Donald, most defensive linemen are playing 60 to 75% of the snaps. So it's a heavy rotational position. And outside of the Joneses, it's a bunch of question marks uh, for the Broncos defensive line right now. So I think that forces the Broncos into more of a 4-2-5 look rather than a 5-1-5 uh, more often. So probably you're going to see more linebackers, uh, not the edge rushers, on the field. So um, what are you and, looking most forward to? Uh, I'm going to yeah, kind of transition yeah. as we're getting close to wrapping up here. Uh, Jeremy comes in and asks it. I hope Brandon gets some, some run on Saturday here. He's been very good. Um, you know, real quick on highlights from Raiders and Jaguars, Trevon Walker. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. uh, looks very good. Um, could we see Browning get a decent run on Saturday? Yeah, I think so. And uh, from what I'm gathering, Browning has taken a, a firm hold of the uh, the third edge spot that if uh, Randy Gregory is not ready to go week one, um, you'll probably see Browning out there opposite of Chubb and that Benito has been meh. Uh, what you expect? Yeah, I mean, it's a new position for Brown too, and he's taken it, but uh, second year for him. Second year pro, you know, yeah. and, and, he's, and he's considerably, he's got 
he's got most of what Benito has from a agility standpoint, and he's got a lot of what Benito doesn't have from a strength standpoint. Yeah. Um, Tested bigger, as, faster, you know, and stronger. Yeah. It, it's, it's good. So, you know, if you run out there and he ends up starting week one at edge, well, question asked, question answered about yeah. uh, why was he moved? Because we, we friggin' needed him. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> and he's good yeah. at it. Yep. Um, what am I excited to see uh, from the Broncos in this first matchup? God, I guess I haven't even thought about it that much. I guess it's just the rookie class in general. Um, I'm excited to see what Benito can do. I'm excited to see what Damari Mathis can do. Uh, Rike, if they're gonna, what the usage is gonna be. But I think the number one thing I'm uh, interested in is the the personnel packages uh, that we'll see on the field given the situations. We were just talking about it four one uh, four two five five one five. Are they going to be in base ever? Um, how often are they going to the linebackers? Um, we're not going to really figure out some of the stuff. Cause I think the, especially on defense, a lot of the defenses in the back seven is going to be built around Patrick Sertan. And are they going to really use that with a non Patrick Sertan player in preseason? Maybe I guess, I guess maybe, but um, total question mark there for me. Uh, Chris Hernandez coming in saying, good morning, go Broncos. Thank you so much for the support, Chris. We appreciate you. Yeah. Good morning. So coming in just, uh, just a, ha- a shade late, but that's better than not coming in at all. So we appreciate Absolutely. you being here. And for those of y'all catching the end of the show, on YouTube, leave us a comment. I go in and check them. You know, if you have yeah. any questions or uh, any follow-ups, disagreements, agreements, anything like that. Um, if you agree with me, I'll probably just like it. If you disagree with me and ask a question, I'll clarify. So I like to follow those up on YouTube. So uh, even if you're late, come leave a comment. Appreciate yeah. you. Absolutely. Well, uh, if there, um, before we get out of here, so Scott, we talked about for me. Um, you already heard me go so much about it, but the. Uh, I would say a bigger concern for me in the Broncos is the defensive line across the board. Um, we've talked all off season. The edge rushing spot is super volatile because your top two players have missed as many games as they've played over the last few seasons in uh, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory. And you just have a bunch of question marks behind them. And then the interior, interior defensive line after the Joneses. Again, I don't want to totally disparage Deshaun Williams because I think he has value in this league, mm-hmm. but he, you want him to be that first guy off the bench who mm-hmm. you can do some rotational stuff uh, around him. So, um, that is the big one for me. Um, but uh, I guess the other one, and you kind of touched on earlier before we get on out of here, right tackle. Do you have any thoughts on like, that's that? Yeah, the I wasn't sure if you were going to expand on that because um, I touched on it earlier. But yes, yeah. <clears throat> you've got concerns there. And, you know, will you be facing the number one edge from uh, Dante Fowler's over there now? So that's kind of who you're hoping to face um, <clears throat> if you're uh, if, if you're Calvin Anderson. But again, if you're down to him, do you start him? You know, how much does he play? You got to wrap him in bubble wrap at this point, don't you? So you're hoping these guys can can get healthy at right tackle and provide some competition because, again, it was questions going in, and right now it's a bigger question than than you would think. Um, and I agree with you on, on Deshaun Williams. I love him as a, as a rotational guy, getting a third of the snaps. Don't necessarily want him in there as a starter. And I'm a big fan of his. He's an underdog type. You know, he's a little undersized, underdrafted. Uh, but works his butt off and he's productive when he's in there. Those are my guys. Um, again, so how much of the projected starters will we, will we see? Maybe a little bit on offense since it's a new offense, new coach, new quarterback, but I wouldn't expect to see too much in, uh, in week one. Yep, absolutely. So the right tackle spot, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely concerning. Probably the biggest concern on this team because one below average player, on your offensive line, one D minus player on your offensive line 
we'll sink the entire unit and we'll sink the entire offense. So hope that's not the case. They are setting up uh, Calvin Anderson to be that guy, but Calvin Anderson has been on the team now for what, three years now and has not yet to run despite the question marks at the right tackle position leading into it. So definitely a concern. Um, We'll find out more as uh, we get more tape and uh, we'll find out more as the next few weeks progress, but uh, we appreciate you guys. We need to start getting on out of here. Uh, make sure you guys are following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also make sure you follow us at huddle up pod and at BFB underscore pod. And of course at mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you join our Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says underneath there, please subscribe, like, and share over on youtube click that bell notifications that way you get the alert when we go live uh, shows in the morning shows in the evening um so much content i don't think anybody's just onslaughting the broncos country with content uh with the live stream and audio content look quite like we are um we appreciate you guys scott what's the rest of your day looking like i don't know um gotta get some work done had to sleep in a little bit had a quick emergency room visit last night the boy slipped in the shower and got five stitches in his eye so that that doesn't go fast got home about 2 a.m so i'm off to a little bit of a late start he's okay make sure he's up i let him sleep in a little bit today too so gotta gotta start getting some work in and then uh you know we'll see you tonight on uh tuesday is building the broncos so see you tonight on building the broncos at uh six mountain time yep Yep, absolutely. We'll see you guys tonight. Um, we appreciate you. Scott, take a nap. And uh, <laughs> everyone have a great Tuesday. Choose kindness, choose compassion. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. long ago everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl not anymore the biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names clothes identities and bodies joe biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine they pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. 
They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.